0: Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk a little bit of history. All week, we're celebrating Cinco de Mayo. The other day, was Cinco de Mayo, and we've had some really great guests on the show to talk about their heritage and the influence of pop culture to them and what it means, and I talked about, you know, one of the first memories I have and exposure and stuff, Uh, and it's just been a really fun week, real kind of laid back and, and chill, and I've enjoyed it, but... Today, we're going to look at the actual history of Cinco de Mayo. And what it is and how important it is. Uh, not not just to Mexico, but really to the world. And uh, the the states, for sure. The Americas. Um, it's really game-changing. Stuff that I didn't even think about or realize until I was researching for this week. And I I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. So, before we talk about Cinco de Mayo, though, we have to go back a little bit into Mexico's history because Cinco de Mayo itself takes place during the second French intervention in Mexico, but this came on the heels of a whole lot of other stuff that they had been through. I mean, from 1846 to 48, they had the Mexican-American War, which... Took a a big toll on on everybody. I mean, it was um, just insane. In Mexico, there was five thousand people killed in battle and thousands wounded. Uh, so it's you know that that was rough for them. And then from fifty eight eighteen fifty eight to eighteen sixty one, they had the Reform War, and in it. The, and this one was really bloody, there was um, almost 9,000 deaths from it, and the Reform War is kind of interesting it was it was a civil war in Mexico, but it was liberals versus conservatives and liberals thought that there should be real big separation of church and state, and with that, a freedom of religion, people should be free to worship or not worship whomever they may choose whereas the conservatives thought that you know the catholic church should really have a stronghold on the mexican government and uh, the everyday life and runnings of the country so yeah it led to a civil war which is just uh, i mean that that's how passionate Uh, The the culture was back then about what they believed in. And it just blows my mind um, because you, you, yeah, not to get too far into it, but, you know, you look at current events and things and it's just crazy. So they just spent, you know, like 15 years on and off in war, big, devastating wars for their country. But got everything calm, everything settled down. And the president, Benito Juarez... On July seventeenth of eighteen sixty-one, he came out and he's like, "Okay, hey, this is what's going to happen. We are not going to. Ha- we're going to suspend all foreign debt payments for two years. We've got to get our own house in order. We don't have the money to do this, so we're just not going to do it." Well, of course, that made some countries mad. So, Britain, France, and Spain—three of the bigger forces in the world at the time. Um, arguably the three biggest forces in the world at the time, well, Mexico owed them all money. So they sent naval fleets, all these ships and soldiers and everything, to Mexico, uh, to Veracruz specifically, to say, hey, no, you're going to pay us our money. And it it kind of worked out for something. Like Britain and Spain, they talked it out with mexico and drew up some new papers plans and they went back home to europe but france france wasn't having it at the time france was ruled by napoleon the third so he was the nephew of the original napoleon and cousin of napoleon the second and he was the first elected president of the french second republic so he you know had some history there and much like his uncle, wanted to conquest, go out and conquer things. So he he looked at this, and he's like, okay, Britain and France are gone. I'm the only one here. We're going to establish a French empire in Mexico. That, that way we have, um, you know, resources and things here that we can use. He had this whole big plan for Latin America... And they, in a weird way, it wanted to embrace, kind of embrace the Latin cultures uh, by shying away from all the English-speaking cultures. So places that Britain had, uh, you know, the British had out there, that America was working on, everything like that was going to be the enemy essentially, and Napoleon III was like, okay, this is this is a good idea, we're going to do this well, in late 1861, so I mean again 1861, ends the reform war Bingo Juarez says we're not paying money, end of 1861, the French come with this huge fleet uh, and they like board, I mean they dock, I guess, I don't know a whole lot of boat terms go on land, and they're going to go from Veracruz to Mexico City and take over the country. Well, they made it to Puebla, which is one of the um, states in Mexico, and they had an army of 8,000, and there was only 4,000 people in the Mexican army. And if that wasn't enough, the French army, I mean, they again, at the time, they were one of the biggest powerhouses in the world they were well funded well supplied well trained everything and the Mexican army they they were already on their heels from all these other wars and we know that they were poor so they didn't have a lot of equipment all sorts of stuff like that only 4,000 of them well May 5th 1862 the Mexican army kind of draws a line in the sand and takes on the French army and they win. Well, this does wonders. I mean, it is such a morale boost for not only the army itself, but the people of Mexico. And this helped them, you know, establish the, the pride in their country. And, you know, they were going to take the French down and everything was good and it was awesome. And that's where, May the fifth, Cinco de Mayo comes because it was a day of unity and patriotism and celebration. And that's that's how you get Cinco de Mayo. Now I am gonna say that it wasn't it wasn't very, you know, a, a big celebration because like a year later, thirty thousand French troops come to Mexico, they defeat the army, they capture Mexico City. They put Emperor Maximilian in charge as ruler of Mexico and things didn't look too great. Well for the next three years, from 1864 to 1867 the, the, they ruled, but by the end of it, it just all went south. Um, in 1865 the American Civil War was over so they were able to help this the freedom fighters, the guerrilla resistance of Mexico fight and repel, expel, I guess at that point, the French and everything. And um, the Napoleon just looked at and he was like, okay, we have these resistant fighters. We have the United States. And he even had like a war with Prussia kind of looming on the horizon. He's like, okay, we're done. And he leaves Well, the Mexicans recapture Mexico City, they kill Emperor Maximilian, along with some other generals and everything, and on June 5th, 1867, Benito Juarez comes back, puts his government in place, and happily ever after. Now, the significance of all this, you know, I talked about the rallying and the pride, and yes, very much so. But there's so much more. So since they drove the French out, there's not been a country that has come to the Americas and, and tried to, to... Like no European force, let me rephrase that. No Europeans came a, and tried to invade the Americas. You know, they the British had just lost the Revolutionary War. The French had lost uh, this war... And it kept everybody out so that, yay, you know, <laughs> we're, we're independent. Also, on the flip side, though, in a weird what-if alternate history, which I love alternate history. I love alternate history theories. Many historians and experts think that had Mexico kind of rolled over, especially on that first wave, And France really got in there and got a hold on the country Well, France and Mexico, through Mexico, would have given a lot of aid to the Confederate states during the American Civil War, which they already kind of did. But here they would be just right there, able to send more troops, more supplies, more everything. And who knows how that would have turned out? you know, things would definitely have been a lot different. So uh, Cinco de Mayo, it's not just to go down the border and have Margarita's Day, Uh, but tomorrow we're going to look at how different people celebrate it and stuff. It's a really culturally important holiday, you know, both inside Mexico and for the rest of the world at large. Um, It's really neat, you know, and I think it's important that other people know this story. You know, I'm... Country Bumpkin White Kid, and I'm glad I know this story. And now you do too. And so that's awesome. Let me know what you think. Um, If you want to know more about some of these, I encourage you to look up some of these wars and things. The Reform War is really cool. Uh, I may have to find a way to talk about it more here on the show. Uh, I take any kind of suggestions, just shoot me an email nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. Or you find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're out there and everywhere. Just look for The Night Nerd. But otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Cinco de Mayo is...